All right, welcome back, everybody, to Raisin Brand, the official Pixel Labs podcast. Uh, it's talking about all things creative, branding, and marketing. Today, I'm joined by Tyler Black, our graphic designer, and we'll be having some fun conversations about graphic design today. Tyler, how are you doing? Pretty good. Not too bad. Awesome. Cool. So you've been on before. We had you when you were first kind of starting out as a fun little get-to-know-you podcast. Yes. So do you want to give people... Who maybe don't remember or just tuning in for the first time, a little background about yourself? Yes, um, I'm a graphic design major. I go to school at UNI, so that's been a lot of fun. I've been at Pixel Lab since like May-ish, I want to say. But yeah, really having fun. Awesome, cool. Glad to hear it. Um, so let's talk about graphic design and some things like that. Um, recently, we did a little rebrand of... The company and stuff and you had a pretty big hand in that um do you want to talk about like what your role was with the pixel labs rebrand yes so a lot of it was kind of just like zach and i kind of joking around deciding if we wanted to do a rebrand a little bit and then kind of just like running with that idea a little bit and just kind of seeing where it goes so kind of a lot of it was just kind of i don't want to say spur of the moment but a little bit Spur of the moment, but with intention. That's a good way to describe it, which I feel like is very on brand for our company. So a lot of it was kind of just like testing stuff out and seeing what would look best, but also intentional about like how we want to like convey our brand and how that's important to us and kind of just like using our branding as a way to highlight what we do and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So how do you go about intentionally in the moment creating stuff? Like, I feel like most people, when they think of graphic design, it's very, like, meticulous and, like, laid out with the grids and, uh, like, with a lot of, like, blocking and stuff before putting in text. Like, I guess, how do you do that kind of, like, on a whim style? Um, I think in our case specifically, a lot of it kind of just went with, like, evaluating, like, what we liked and what we were potentially struggling with about like our old branding whether it's evaluating old branding and logo design and kind of working off of that but also kind of seeing where you want to go with your branding so one thing that we kind of were wanting to do was get kind of continuing on with like our branding in general is a little bit more modern but also wanting to add in like our shape element and kind of that sort of stuff and just get a little bit more almost cohesive with just like our shape elements and what we do with those but also kind of switching around colors and stuff based Mm -hmm. on what we liked about our old colors what we kind of were wanting to do with the new colors so nice so yeah one thing that i think is one of the most noticeable things is as far as changes go to like our branding is yeah we added those like new shapes and stuff for backgrounds or other things. Like, we even created a whole, like, three or four just, like, little, like, phone backgrounds or, like, desktop backgrounds and stuff like that that we could use. Um, What kind of inspired, I guess, using the shapes as, like, a background layer or, like, using those extra shapes? So I think a lot of it was kind of... Originally, we were kind of wanting to distinguish, like, almost like a design style kind of thing or just, like one element that we can use very like flexibly in a way that you can 
incorporate it in a lot of different ways to different social media graphics or like the podcast cover stuff like that so I think a lot of it was just kind of wanting to add in that sort of element and then from there we kind of were looking around and seeing like what different design things like other people have done like what other stuff in general so it was just a lot of like almost research kind of (laughs) just like looking and seeing what like what was on trend like stuff like that Mm -hmm. so I know you were talking uh, a little bit earlier about a lot about the branding and stuff how does graphic design play in with the branding of a company I think not to be biased or anything but I think graphic design is very important with branding and stuff just like when people think of a brand usually the first thing people think of is like either their logo or like the very visual side of stuff just because that's that's how people are people in general are very like visual and like you see things generally first so I think it's very important to just kind of distinguish like you can do so much with branding whether it's like the psychology behind color and like how that affects your mood to just like how different fonts like give different like feelings I guess Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like how that sort of stuff goes into everything but I think it's very important and just kind of further elevates like what you are wanting to do with your brand and it can help further explain like your mission or kind of what you want to portray your brand as Mm -hmm. would you say that uh people who are looking to do a rebrand should uh kind of like work with a graphic designer or someone in that creative field because i feel like a lot of local places the people who come up with the initial idea is like the person who might be like owning the company or like the person who's like more in charge of it and they're not necessarily a designer so they're like oh i want this like big fancy graphic and it has all these like little bits and pieces to it but then someone like you might come in and be like well a more modern look is not all these little bits and pieces like I guess what would you suggest to someone who's not a designer to like consider when uh rebranding or something like that um I'd say yeah definitely like having someone that's in that sort of graphic design field or has knowledge of that is definitely going to be very helpful of just like they have that sort of knowledge that the everyday or like someone that's not a designer might not have so like kind of going into like the psychology stuff behind color like how different fonts like interact with each other that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. is very like I don't want to say designer specific because like you can still have knowledge on that but I think it's definitely useful to have someone that's a graphic designer kind of help with that stuff and also just kind of like having that better understanding of how colors interact with each other and like how to potentially help push your brand in a more modern way that not everyone potentially understands all the way if that makes sense (laughs) um was this your first rebrand project that you worked on um in general yes (laughs) how'd that go like what what were your I guess like thoughts on it was it like daunting at first or was it exciting I don't think it was that daunting I think it was more exciting just because like we kind of went into it very open and kind of we're kind of almost 
okay with whatever in a mm-hmm. sense. Like we didn't go into it being like, we are going to change like this, this and this and that's it. But we went into it kind of like, we want to do a rebrand. We don't necessarily know what we want to do with it. So it was a lot of like creative freedom in a way, but also it was definitely a very fun experience to just kind of have that creative freedom and just be able to see what worked and what potentially might not work while you're doing that rebrand and just kind of go through that whole process was a lot of fun. Nice. How long did the rebrand take? Because I feel like when me and Tristan got brought on, it felt like it was already pretty ironed out. Like we got brought on like, what do you want to name these colors? Or like, what do you think of these colors when they're like pretty much already picked out? (laughs) Yeah. So the way we went about this rebrand was very, I don't want to say last minute, but it was a little bit just in the (laughs) fact that like I'm pretty sure we changed colors like the day that we were launching it Mm -hmm. like that sort of stuff but also I think it was not super long in general just because but we also have the flexibility of like I can just sit down with Zach and we can kind of like talk over what we want to do rather than like and we do have that flexibility as a smaller company rather than like potentially working with like between multiple graphic designers, like, Mm -hmm. multiple levels of, like, people that have specific input. So I think that also worked in our favor of how quickly we were able to do everything. But we also, I guess in my opinion, we didn't change that much. Mm -hmm. What were, I guess, maybe some of the bigger changes that were made that separates us now from what we were before? I think the biggest change is probably just the colors. We changed, I'm going to say two and a half of our colors because, (laughs) well, the rebrand originally started out that we were going to keep all the colors, but we were going to change the red color, our old red color to like a plummy color Mm -hmm. and then make our teal color our like primary color rather than the red. And then... Like, I'm pretty sure the day of the launch, we were like, what if we changed the other two colors now? (laughs) So we essentially, the only one we kept the same was the teal, but the plum was similar to the red. So I'm going to count that as half, Mm -hmm. but kind of like looking at the other colors and seeing what we didn't like about them and what potentially we could do better with the color scheme. But I think the color is probably the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. Nice. I know you're talking a lot about, like, the feelings color can give off and, like, the different moods of colors. What were some of the moods uh, that, I guess, were chosen with the current colors that we went with? Um, A lot of it kind of went with, well, playing off of the teal and the plum because those were ones that we already kind of knew we were going to stick with and kind of evaluating that with so we had the teal red and then the yellow and kind of looking at how we used those and how they were beneficial to our branding and kind of understanding that like with the teal and then the new plum color like yellow might not be the best choice and also just kind of having that designer perspective like in the way we did graphics and stuff like yellow was not the easiest color to be using and Mm. just like how it contrasts with like other colors and stuff like that so kind of looking at what colors we could potentially change to but also kind of it was a lot of trial and error with what we did <laughs> so it was essentially just me like 
messing around on Adobe Color, like seeing what sort of stuff was looking good. And then kind of throughout that whole process, looking and seeing like how those colors looked with the teal and how they looked with the plums. So stuff like that, but also kind of bringing in the like balance of everything of like all four of the colors are pretty similar, like saturation wise, stuff like that. And there's also a nice balance between like the lighter coral color and then the really dark navy color. And then you kind of have the more like mid-tone sort of colors between the teal and the plum. So kind of just like evaluating that sort of stuff, but also kind of playing off of like how those work together and then how they work separately. Mm-hmm. It's also probably super beneficial to have you and Lauren giving your input because I know um, I think the colors were for like the original colors were chosen when it was like Pixel Labs, the video production company, and then a graphic design got added. So it was one of those things of, oh, like went with yellow and those other colors. And then once graphic designers got added, it seemed like, yeah, we stopped using yellow or people were like, we don't actually use the yellow because it sucks to use. <laughs> yeah, potentially. It's just a lot of like, I guess, which that's no fault to anyone of just kind of like, oh yeah, people work differently and like have different mm-hmm. understandings of like, like Tristan how hates yellow. stuff works. <laughs> he was probably glad to see it go. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so kind of just like, working with that and kind of seeing like how the colors are used and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then helps with a team effort that way you and lauren the other graphic designer can actively use all the colors instead of us asking why how come every design is only using like this one or two colors it's like because the other ones are hard to use yes and that's (laughs) definitely like you can even see that now of just like our like social media graphics and stuff like that and mm-hmm. like how we've been able to change that and like we use every single like all four of the colors mm-hmm. and like I mean I'd like to say like we obviously use the teal and the plum a little bit more just because yeah. those are our like more primary colors but like we don't have a color that like is never used compared mm-hmm. to like the yellow wasn't used very often So I think that's also something that's beneficial to kind of look at, like, how you use your graphic design stuff and, like, how that works within your branding. For sure, yeah. I think it definitely plays a huge role. And kind of to your comment before uh, about all the colors get used, we actually made a gradient of all the colors, didn't we? Like, that's one of the final designs, or I think that was part of something you guys were trying to do is you were trying to figure out how to mix all the colors together to figure out what would be like most beneficial. What did you say? Like, would you say that that part helped trying to mix them all together in a gradient to figure out what would work or like, were there any yeah, that got I'd kicked say, out during that process? I mean, we didn't ever like actually kick any of the colors out during the gradient thing, but mm-hmm. I'd say the gradient, like now looking back at it was definitely helpful. Like, a, it's just, like, a very fun, like, design element that we like using and, like, is almost like an element to our branding of just having that and kind of being able to use that in different ways with graphics. But also it was kind of, like, a different way of being able to see how the colors work with each other. So that was definitely, like, a very fun way to see 
how the colors kind of balanced out each other because that's also a really good way to see like if you have too many dark colors or if you have too many light colors or kind of being able to see the contrast between all of them is really helpful to kind of see how everything is balance wise but also giving you the opportunity to see how they would potentially work together because mm -hmm. if you have four colors that two of them look really good together but potentially like this third color doesn't look good with both of those that is a really good way for you to see that mm -hmm. I we talk a little bit about font like just a tiny little bit um what would be the benefit to someone with changing their font like say mcdonald's one day decided to change like their font what would be a good reason for a company or a brand to make that switch to something else i think a lot of and you see this a lot nowadays is people moving their logo design towards a little bit more like modern side of stuff which mm -hmm. i think is definitely beneficial and that might also just be my design preferences and like what i like seeing but it's really interesting to see a lot of these companies like move towards more modern logo designs even if it's slightly more modern or stuff like that but i think logo design and like font choices are so crucial in a sense of like you can change the feel of a company so much just with what fonts you use like looking at like potentially like more decorative fonts or other like a standard more like sans serif font like mm -hmm. you can also kind of use that as a way to cater to your audience a little bit more and kind of use like a more playful like youthful font for like a kid's company or something like that and kind of in our case like we have a more modern like sans serif font like it doesn't necessarily make sense for us to use like a super decorative font or something that would potentially be more youthful just because of mm -hmm. what we do and how we like brand ourselves so i think that's definitely something to like don't be afraid to mess around with stuff but also kind of taking in the knowledge of like understanding who your clientele is and how that could be affected but also just kind of how your font choices like play off of your branding mm -hmm. and you talked about a more modern look what is like um what is modern design i guess like to the people who maybe don't pick up on it but are experiencing it like i know we were kind of talking in a group chat one day when casey's changed their logo we we're saying it felt more modern like what exactly does that like mean yes i think the casey's example is a very <laughs> prime example of kind of that more modern side of switch where you're seeing with the casey's logo like they lost a lot of like the extra elements mm -hmm. with like the details in the little like store part of their icon yeah it's now just like a more of a silhouette as opposed to seeing yeah. the like the roof marks and yeah. the door and everything and like it's like just a standard two color logo now mm -hmm. so i think that like more modern switch generally just kind of leans into like not having as many like extra elements within your logo kind of but also just kind of different fonts i guess it's a little bit hard to explain just because like as a designer, I guess I can kind of be like, oh, that's a pretty modern font. Mm -hmm. But 
I guess I'm not really sure if that's something that everyone would be able to do, but generally, like, more modern fonts tend to have less of those, like, decorative elements, so mm-hmm. more, like, sans-serif fonts or decorative fonts that don't necessarily have all these, like, super wild, crazy embellishments. So, like, with the Casey's logo, the old font had a lot of, like, these rigid serif pieces on it, and then the new logo is a, a really simple script font that kind Mm -hmm. of goes into that more modern side of like you don't have the little serif edges and it's very clean in the sense of like all the edges are very like uniform rounded that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. so kind of minimalistic too with the whole like there's no more detail in the uh in this example like in the little like storefront logo part and there's no like it's kind of all one color now i'm pretty sure and then there's white around it and like the lettering is white but pretty much the only color on it is red yeah and Mm -hmm. like oh yeah part of that goes into like just like the amount of colors that you use in your logo so kind of another good example is like olive garden and kind of Mm -hmm. we brought this up Mm -hmm. when we were talking about the casey's logo (laughs) because when olive garden did their rebranding like everybody hated it because they went from a very like rustic like their old logo was very very detailed so much like it was on like a stone slab i think or something yeah every grape had a like a little reflection in it and all this that was a very very complex logo (laughs) to then switching and then it's essentially just like the typography and then like the little vine graphic so i think that's kind of a good example of like more modern switches of like you still have those design elements, like the little, like, vine sort of stuff, where, like, with Casey's, you still have the little storefront, like, part of their logo, but you're losing those, I don't want to say unnecessary elements, but a little bit, like, you still mm-hmm. understand that, like, with Casey's, like, it's a storefront, like, you don't need, like, yeah. the roof details and stuff like that, and it's a little bit easier, like, on people's eyes to just kind of not be as overwhelmed with like all these like details and stuff especially within logos Mm -hmm. awesome and then it kind of as a final closing thing what would you what kind of advice would you give to someone who maybe is in shoes similar to yours like if they're just coming out of college or if they're still in college and get the opportunity to help with a rebrand what is something that they should think about when uh taking on a project like that Um, I think one, just be really excited. Like that's a very fun opportunity. And also just like almost that like sense of pride too, of just being able to be like, I helped with that. Like to be able to see like in fruition, like something that you had a part in. So just kind of like take that and just be very proud of yourself for that. And just like being able to do that, but also just kind of being very open and open to change Mm -hmm. and just kind of understanding that like you have reasons for why you're wanting to change stuff like you can go into stuff and like we yeah we were very sporadic with like color changes that we made but we had the reasoning and like the justification to like why we changed certain colors so I think like go into it very open-minded and 
make those like more spur of the moment like random changes but just make sure you have the almost justification to like back it up but also like the understanding of why certain things work better than others mm-hmm. awesome cool well thank you tyler for being here and giving us a little insight into the graphic design world and rebranding yes thank you awesome uh so yeah if you enjoyed this podcast and want to listen to more check us out on spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast uh all you have to do is look for raisin brand the pixel labs podcast and if that's not enough for you we also have a youtube channel where you can check out our weekly vlogs and other content we produce i'm noah lucy and thank you guys for listening